Good morning, church. It's great to be speaking to you again. Do us a favour. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, just underneath uh, me here, there'll be a share button. We'd love it if you would just press that and post it on your wall and share it with those people that know you so we can get the word out about the great love of Jesus that he's got for us. Some time ago, um, I couldn't really sleep that well and I came down uh, from bed to lie on the sofa and watch a bit of TV because uh, I've been tossing and turning for ages. It was the early hours of the morning and uh, as I was laying on the city, there was only the light from the uh, TV shining across the floor and out of the corner of my eye, I, I saw something move and uh, I focused in on it and uh, to my surprise, I saw a huge, huge spider. It wasn't one of these little small black ones. It was a huge, hairy, like a tarantula, bigger than the size of my hand. Now, you need to know something about me. I hate anything that creepy, crawly, slithery. You know when you go to the zoo and uh, you, go to, you have to go through the reptile enclosure? Well... I don't go through that. I go the other way. So I was absolutely scared out of my mind. I jumped up, uh, ran out the door, slammed the door behind me, ran upstairs, screaming into the bedroom, and woke up Nicola. And uh, thankfully, Nicola and Liam uh, went off down on the expedition down to our living room to try and find Fred. We called him Fred afterwards. They were looking everywhere for the spider while I was sit, sitting upstairs in the bedroom, in bed, safe away from everything. Uh, and uh, they went down. They couldn't find it anywhere. They looked under seats, over seats, everywhere they looked. She couldn't find this spider anywhere. And to cut a long story short, um, I was, uh, I take a drug uh, at the moment called amitriptyline and it's there to help me with the sort of nerve pain and, and sensations that I feel and uh, I had updosed it a little bit um, and with all drugs you, you get, uh, sometimes you get side effects and uh, I discovered with that drug uh, sometimes you could have hallucinations and so we came to the conclusion that Fred never actually really existed. It was only just in my mind. And uh, you know, there's all sorts of fears, isn't there? Um, some people are afraid of water. Some people are uh, afraid of flying. Uh, some people are afraid of confined spaces. And I'm sure if you're watching today, there's probably something that you're a little bit scared about or you might have a phobia about. And uh, if you're brave enough, maybe on Church Online or on Facebook, you can just type in the comments uh, the fear that maybe you have got, just so everybody else can see it. And you know, our world has been plunged into a crisis uh, by this new virus that nobody knew about just a few short months ago. And the invisible threat to us makes everyday life just a little bit scary in so many ways. Uh, we could have a fear of catching the virus. Uh, we could have a fear of 
or one of our loved ones uh, catching it, um, especially people who are vulnerable. In our house, we have to be extra careful. Uh, Abby is on one of them, so our list uh, to be extra careful about. And so we have to continually wash hands and make sure nobody comes and visits. And does. So we do all the right things. And But sometimes you can be really scared about these things. Or you might be scared because you're isolated alone. It's okay for us because I've got family around me. You might be sing single, uh, but live alone. And uh, this has been a long time when we have had to do that. Or you might be in fear of losing your job um, or you could be in fear of your business going under. These are crazy, crazy times. The news that I, I just had this week, we had this week that the economy was going to take a hit of possibly 35%. Uh, we've never seen that since the war. And uh, these are genuine fears. And uh, while walking this earth, Jesus very often told his followers and the people that were listening to him, to not to fear, to fear not is its proof. And on one occasion, Jesus was sending his disciples out to bring the good news of Jesus to the towns and the cities around about. And they were scared because most of the time they were on the coattails of Jesus, but he was now sending them out by themselves to take this gospel of the kingdom. And they were scared. And uh, he, he said this to them. These are the words that he said to his disciples. He says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not. Therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Isn't that amazing? He said to them, you mean so much to me. that I know the number of hairs on your head. And with me, it's, it's getting less every single day so he has to keep counting them I suspect um, you are so valuable to me so don't fear even if you're going into crazy situations and God does not want us to live a life that is dominated by fear and anxiety life can be scary it can be really scary however I really believe that believe it or not there's a way that we can live um, without being dominated by fear, even when there may be something just that that we are afraid of. Time and time again, we discover right through the Bible that God tells his people not to fear, to fear not. And over this next six or seven weeks, we're going to take some time to go through God's word and pick out um, a number of occasions when God told his people not to fear. And uh, I hope you will join with us as we go through these next few weeks. So first of all, we're going to go back beyond Jesus, 700 before, years before Jesus, to a time when his people were in trouble and he sent a prophet called Isaiah to speak to him. The whole of the Israel nation had split into two uh, kingdoms. One was called the Northern Kingdom, uh, and that, that was like the Ten Tribes and the capital was Samaria and the southern kingdom was around Jerusalem that was called Judea and uh, the Assyrian army had come in and already defeated the Israel army of the, of the north and he was turning his attention now towards the Jew, uh, Jews in, in the southern kingdom uh, and 
they would have been overcome had it not been for a great godly king called King Hezekiah, who prayed and asked God to help them. Um, but things went on, Hezekiah passed away, um, they started sinning again, they turned their back on God, and there was another army was to come in, and this is what uh, Isaiah was talking about, there was another army to come in called the Babylonian army, and they were going to defeat. But even in the middle of the worst situation, even, even in the middle of defeat, God still brings that picture of hope to us. And that's what we find when we get to chapter 41 of Isaiah. If you've got your phone or your Bible with you, it's Isaiah 41, verse 10. It's a great chapter to read maybe later on today. Here's what, and this is what I want to spend the rest of our time looking at today. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Do you get that? Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And, you know, we can look around for support and help from so many places. Friends and family are great. Uh, uh, church pastors are great. But, you know, the main reason that we don't need to fear or the main, uh, one of the great grounds for fearlessness is not all that, not our friends, not our family, not the pastor, but the main reason for our fearlessness is God. That's what he's saying in this situation that we read here not. In fact, there's two commands. One says, fear not. And the other one says, do not be dismayed. And the thing I like about God is he just doesn't say, do that, do that, do that, do the next. There's a reason why he's saying that. He just doesn't want us to, because uh, he knows that fear causes difficulty to, to us and damage to us. And he just doesn't want us to command us and not help us. And uh, the thing I love about him is he's clear in what he wants us to do. And there's a reason and a purpose behind it. When I was at Bible college, um, we uh, were studying the Bible, obviously, but we also had a couple of times a week, something called duties. Now, I hated duties because it was practical work. And I was thinking, well, wait a minute. I've paid loads of money to come and study here. Why do you want me to work as well? And also, secondly, I want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a gardener. And, and so we were asked to work in places like the, the garden. And the, the guy that looked after the garden, or the grounds, I should say, was a guy called Jack. He was an interesting character. And uh, he, would, he would say to us, um, guys, there's a hole up there. And I want you to start digging a hole here and take the soil from here and go and fill that hole up there. And so we did that and filled that hole up there. And then he would take us somewhere else and say, that hole that you've just dug, then I want you to take soil from here and fill in that one. So it felt like for the whole year, we were just digging holes and filling them in. But God doesn't give us a command without giving us a reason to, to believe it and be able to enter into it. And I believe that there are, from this verse, we see five pillars of why we don't have to fear. 
why God says we don't have to fear. And I just want to talk to you today. Number one, because the verse says, fear not. Number one, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. Pillar number two, for I am your God. Number three, I will strengthen you. Number four, I will help you. Number five, I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You know, God is with me. The first pillar, God is with me. When I, when I first started school on my first day, um, I didn't like it very much. And uh, I asked my teacher if I could uh, go to the bathroom. And he said I could. I went out the door. Probably back in the days when you could do get, get out like that. And so I went out the door, but I didn't go to the toilet. I went out the front door of the school and kept on walking and went home because I didn't want to go to school on my first day. Needless to say, I had to come back. And uh, because I was so anxious and so worried about it, uh, they got uh, my auntie, who was a few years older than me, she was further up in the school, and they got her to come and sit with me in school beside my desk so that she was with me that gave me a little bit of comfort so they could keep me from escaping. Um, and, you know, God is with us. If you know God as your Jesus Christ is your personal saviour, then you have what we call the Holy Spirit within you. You I mean, we're dispersed all over the place at the moment, aren't we? Um, it's probably a bit like Acts 8 without the persecution, but the church in Jerusalem was persecuted and they all went all over the place. And we're dispersed not through persecution, but because of a virus. But we have the Holy Spirit inside us. And you have the Holy Spirit inside you today, wherever you are watching this from in your front room. You don't have to be in an auditorium in Oldbrook to experience the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is with you. And he says um, he will be our comforter and our guide and our strength. So God is with me or God is with you. Second reason we don't need to fear is God is my God is not just some abstract thought out there somewhere. He is my God um, and he's your God. This is personal. This isn't just a Facebook friend that we never speak to. This is something so core that he is our God and my God and your God. Years ago, um, when uh, we were doing a, a concert uh, that we used to do up at Alton Towers, it's called the Ultimate Events. And there was one year that uh, we sold out of the tickets towards the last few days. We'd never done that before. 12,000 people sold out of tickets, no more to give. And, uh, you know, my phone never rings. It, it, it never does. Nobody ever rings. Me I get some texts. But over those two or three days leading up to the event because the tickets had sold out. My phone never stopped. I was everybody's new best friend, even though I'd only met them once because they desperately wanted to try and get a ticket. God is not somebody that just pops in now and then. God is somebody that is with us all the time and he remains your God. He is with you and he's your God. Third thing, or the third pillar, is that God will strengthen me. God will strengthen you. 
you know, we, we, I, I suffer weakness in, in my body. I've done all my life, and over this last little while, it's got a little bit worse. And uh, I struggle to do some of the normal everyday things now. But what I do know is in everything I do, God strengthens me to be able to go through that and cope with it. You know, this is a God that created the world using one word. He is so incredible compared to what we can even imagine. He is the omnipotent God that created the whole universe. So God is going to strengthen us. God, he's also going to help us. He's a, a, one of my favorite psalms is, he's our ever-present help in time of trouble. He's not going to leave. When you're in trouble, he's not going to bail out and leave. He sticks around and he will be your help in the good times and the bad. Fifth is that God will uphold me with his hand. The Hebrew word therefore uphold actually has a connotation of grasping, grasping onto. And I love that thought. It's not just supporting me, but he's grasping onto me like I can't let go. And it reminds me of when John was, uh, sorry, when Jesus was speaking and John recorded some of his words. He said, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. The hand of God is on you today and nobody can get past God. You know, if God, God is going to be and do all this to you, sometimes it's good to get a glimpse of who God is and how incredible he really is. There's a guy in the in the Bible, his name was Job, and uh, he faced some incredible challenges. Uh, overnight, uh, his financial security disappeared. All his wealth went. His job went out the window. Everything went. Um, his family all died apart from his wife. And he also contracted an illness that had boils all over his body. So he was facing a, a triple crisis that he was in. and He was looking for answers and he eventually looked back towards God. And I'd just like to read you uh, some of the things that is said. Job talks about God. God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. He wraps the rain and thick clouds, and the clouds don't burst with, with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He created the horizons when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night. The foundations of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. These are just the beginnings of all he does, merely a whisper of his power. Who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? Isn't that amazing? This is the God that we have trusted and put our faith in. 
and is the reason that we can be fearless. God. Because fear not, he's with you. Don't be dismayed because he is your God. He's my God. He will strengthen us. He will help us. And he will hold you up right the way through this whole situation by his victorious right hand. You know, if you don't know God as your Savior, Jesus as your Savior, and you've not committed your life to him and said you want to follow him and experience this peace that is possible through him, even in the middle of a crisis, then I want to pray today for you. If you're on Church Online, there's a little banner there you can click on and a form that you can leave your name on if you want us to contact you, or you can leave a message on Facebook, and again, we can contact you. But you know, this is the God that we serve, that we don't need to fear. We don't need to be afraid because he is with us. In a couple of minutes, uh, we're going to hear a song. Uh, a couple of guys are going to sing a song. And here is just let me get the, uh, the opening verse to it. It says, I don't want to be afraid every time I face the waves. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to feel the storm just because I hear the roar. I don't want to fear the storm. Peace, be still. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I'll hold you in my right hand. Father God, I pray for every single person listening to this and watching it today, that they would know your peace in the middle of this whole situation. I pray for every single person who's turned to you today and put their trust in you, that the Holy Spirit would come and take up residence in their life and bring that comfort and bring that peace into their life today. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen.